welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Chapter 10. Swimming in the Blissful Ocean of Myself. Read by Martin Redfern. The author, who wishes to remain anonymous, has an early background in art history and architecture and then received his PhD in religious studies from a major university on the west coast of the USA. He is currently a faculty member in religious studies at a university in the eastern United States. His research is in South Asian studies. This year is the 26th anniversary of the most profound event of my life, and its reverberations continue to ripple through my awareness at every moment. It happened on New Year's Day, 1996. The year before was characterised by a sense of personal chaos and turmoil. The wheels had come off the cart of my life. I recognised that I had to take a deep hold internally and provide my own agency to transcend the turmoil of what had been taking place. It was during this time of self-effort and initiative to steer myself through the wreckage around me that an awakening happened, just weeks shy of my 31st birthday. The experience was mystical, spiritual and illuminative, a complete 180-degree shift. There were precursors, murmurings, almost like tremors before a volcanic eruption. For example, during this time I began reading Indian philosophical texts and was experiencing low levels of bliss and a sense of my consciousness floating upward above my head. I found that the more absorbed I was in the content of my reading, the more intense the experience of expanded consciousness became, and a sense of recognition that there is something greater. I shared these experiences with my closest friend from high school, who had grown up in an Indian meditation tradition. She said, I wish you could meet my guru. What you are reading is the philosophical foundation of my tradition. The next day, she said, You are not going to believe this, but she is coming to California. I went to hear this monk, this meditation master, talk on Thanksgiving Day. During the talk, I felt overwhelmed by fatigue, as if a great weight were pushing me down into sleep. This was followed by a profound experience when my friend took me up to meet the teacher in what is called Darshan. She introduced me to the teacher and I looked into the guru's eyes. I felt like I was looking into an infinite void. There was nothing there, absolutely nothing, and it shook me. It was terrifying. Over the next few weeks, I felt the presence of this teacher as a voice in my head. Are you just going to keep going as if everything is the same? 
How long are you going to play this game of your daily routine, your life, your friends, this play that you have been involved in? You know it is not real anymore. It is not what you thought it was. On New Year's Eve, I found myself with no plans, and I decided to enter the New Year alone, to face my hardships and step forwards without any distraction. I had recently been gifted a small crystal statue of Ganesh, the elephant-headed Hindu god of beginnings, believed to be the remover of obstacles and guardian of important thresholds. And so I thought, why not? And at midnight I prayed to Ganesh for the removal of any obstacles as I crossed the threshold into the new year. After which I settled down to meditate, even though I had never done so in my life. I lasted about a minute before I was derailed by my agitated mind. I thought, I can't meditate, this is impossible. How do people do this? Still, I had entered a new year bravely, alone, facing my fears, and it felt good. I wanted to embrace the first day of the new year, to mark it somehow. I remembered my friend's guru was giving a New Year's talk three hours' drive away. I sent my friend a message and drove down to meet her. As Indian music was playing, I was ushered in and given a seat on the floor. While waiting for the programme to begin, I suddenly felt a wave of pressure hit me from behind, shifting the entire atmosphere of the room. I turned to see a yellow-robed monk coming in. The teacher had entered the room, and it felt like the sun was walking down the aisle. I was awestruck. She took her seat, and as she talked, I felt she was speaking straight to me. Everything she said seemed to be addressing what I had gone through in the past year and what I was looking forward to. In my mind, I kept saying, Yes, yes. When they announced Darshan, I felt great excitement that I could go up there. I wanted to tell her, Yes, I am on board with everything you are saying. I wanted to be as close to her as I could for as long as I could. I sat to her right and just watched her. I felt like a child bathing in the presence of the sun. In that moment a deep prayer arose. Please, let me look into your eyes again. At that moment she turned and looked right into me. Light was flooding out of her eyes and I couldn't hold her gaze. It was as if my head was pushed down to the ground. When the feather wand she used for offering blessings touched the back of my head, it was like a tiny lightning bolt went through me. I saw this internal luminosity go from the crown of my head to the very centre of my heart, where I felt a tiny palpable pop, like a seed bursting open. I thought, what was that? As I sat up, that burst began to expand from the centre of my heart outward in all directions, like a well overflowing, and it was exquisite. I experienced an expanding feeling of blissful freedom, contentment, clarity and familiarity. It was recognition. I am home. I have never not been here.
As I stood up and started for the back of the hall, I had the feeling, Oh, my God, I am going to fill this entire room. I've got to get out. I headed for the exit, and as I pushed through the door, my consciousness expanded out over the entire desert and mountains, the whole vista. I felt like a floating point of perception in this expanded field of consciousness, swimming in the blissful ocean of myself. The next day I returned to my apartment and sat to meditate with the same Ganesh statue. I closed my eyes and plunged deeply inward into a meditation that lasted for four hours. When I came out of meditation, I was humming. My heart was like an internal sun, a nuclear furnace. It felt like the sun radiating, giving off this enormous power of luminosity in all directions, intoxicating me as it flowed out through my being. While euphoric, I was simultaneously infused with a deep calm and clarity, and I knew this was my natural state. These meditations continued with powerful experiences for months. After the awakening, all my senses were heightened. I had an increasing sensitivity, especially to nature, a sense of aliveness. I recalled how I marvelled as I looked at the world again after this initiation, because of how acute everything was. Everything was sharper, there was a greater luminosity. It seemed everywhere I looked was exploding with vibrating colour. There was an increase in the feeling of love for my family and others. It was like a veil had been lifted off. After the awakening, love was more deeply revealed, and within that the notion of unconditional love had matured well beyond my previous understanding. Only afterwards did I learn that I had had a classic experience of initiation called Shaktipat. Understanding the experience and integrating it into my life has become a lifelong process. Initially it was so powerful that I felt the need to remove myself from regular society. I voraciously consumed spiritual literature and deeply committed to the practices of the tradition. It was like a monastic period. By June I had sold everything and moved to the meditation ashram of the teacher. There I learned to become more grounded and to integrate this internal experience with the active engagement of my external environment. It was a full two years before I re-entered society, and my daily meditation practice has kept me tethered, if not anchored, to this vast, calm, internal awareness as I navigate my mundane activities and external responsibilities. The spiritual awakening resulted in transformations in many aspects of my life. The experience has completely reoriented my manner of being in the world, my way of engaging with the world. It compelled me to redirect my academic interest towards Indian philosophy and theology, and I went on to complete a PhD in religious studies with a specialisation in South Asian religions and Sanskrit. Specific to my university teaching and research, I am very aware that my awakening deeply shifted my own world view. 
it opened me up to the truth values of the many philosophical, religious and spiritual traditions of the world. I see part of my role as a teacher is to introduce students to the manifold ways of conceiving of reality and one's relationship to that reality, that these traditions are gateways to a deeper understanding of self through direct experience. They are aids to experientially engaging the most fundamental of human questions. Who am I and what is all this? Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.